Is the cryptocurrency industry failing to live up to its initial expectations and to the really the initial vision of what we all expected? Are we doomed to fail as an industry at large? What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Crypto Bobby. I hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. And today, I want to take a step back and look at where we are as an industry. There were a couple different things that inspired this conversation. Number one was uh, a breakfast that I attended this morning with about eight or so people that are, are working full-time in the blockchain industry in one form or another, uh, as well as a tweet storm that Meltem uh, Demirs put out that I really enjoyed. I thought it was good, and I thought it sparked a good conversation as well. So I want to take a look at just the thought process around are we really failing to meet the initial expectations are we not living up to the vision that so many people had in regards to disintermediation uh to decentralization and to a variety to a variety of other things there as well so we're going to get into all that and more today just a quick aside if you happen to be looking for a job opportunity in the blockchain or cryptocurrency industry i run a company proof of talent we're a technical recruiting firm that works exclusively with companies in the blockchain and crypto ecosystem primarily our uh, job opportunities right now are with clients in new york and san francisco but if you are interested if you're a software engineer if you're a uh, trader project manager uh, lawyer a variety of openings that we have currently uh, would love for you to check out the the website proofoftalent.co careers i'll put a link below in the description as well and on another note, if you are not interested in new opportunities or already working and happy in one, but you happen to know somebody, Proof of Talent offers a $1,000 referral bonus that we pay in USD, Bitcoin, or ETH. Uh, so if you happen to know somebody and you refer somebody that we end up placing, $1,000 to you. So just a quick aside, but wanted to throw that pitch out there because obviously got to shield the biz. So today I went to a breakfast, like I said, and it was, uh, it was, it was great. I, I love the opportunity to, to meet and to chat with people in the crypto ecosystem. And this kind of stemmed from a, a, a private, uh, private group that I'm in. And it was, it was a wonderful breakfast, got a chance to obviously slam as much cold brew as humanly possible, but talked a lot about just the, the, the different things that are happening in the crypto industry. And it was a it was a really good kind of varied crew of uh, developers, product people, investors, lawyers. Uh, so it was I don't know eight or ten folks or so, and it was funny because we were kind of having a conversation, and somehow the conversation geared into this almost this this disillusionment of of the industry as a whole, where you know we're talking about hey the the the, the VC investment type folks we're talking about you know what are you looking at that you think is interesting? What are you excited about? What, it, what are you passionate about in the industry? And we all kind of looked at each other and then somebody you know, just joked and said, well, not Bitcoin, I guess. And, and then the conversation was like, oh, well, seriously, what do, you, what, do you, what do you actually think? And there is this kind of, we're at this phase at least, and maybe some of you have worked full-time in the industry, maybe you haven't, but for the people that have, I guess, been on the inside of, of the industry as a whole, where you've gotten a chance to, to build products or invest in products or see the progress or see things just behind the scenes with a, you know, with the curtain pulled off, you, you get a feel for just how everything is meeting expectations and how quickly everything is moving along. Uh, and sometimes things either aren't as they appear or just moving a lot slower than they are. And it's funny because there are a lot of people, obviously, they're still super, super passionate and proactive and just gung ho. But 
if you've like worked full time, I almost, there's this just like this trove of dis disillusionment that you go through eventually. And, you know, maybe you get out the other side, maybe, maybe you don't, but it was, it was really funny to just have those conversations and also, um, feel the, the same things that a lot of other folks kind of felt. And I think some of it is also related to, to this and a kind of transition. This is a somewhat of a rambling story, but a transition to this conversation, um, that I saw on, on Twitter and they kind of just really combined the, my, my thought process in general, but, uh, Meltem Demir's, uh, I, I don't know if this was from her presentation at, um, at Crypto Springs, or if this was just something for, that she did for CoinShares or what, but she said, uh, she had this whole tweet storm and some, some good picture or some good, uh, like PowerPoint slide type things. Uh, but she started off by saying in the crypto community, we love to talk about things like choice and access, self, uh, self sovereignty, privacy, consent, and removing rent seeking. But when we take a hard look at what we've built, the majority of the value in our industry is being captured by intermediaries. So if you look, she lists the most valuable companies in the space, uh, companies like Coinbase having an $8 billion valuation, BitMEX having a $5 billion valuation, Kraken being a five billion or a $4 billion company, Binance being a valuable company, and then other uh, companies also being intermediaries, um, such as the, the Geminis, the Bitrexes, the Republics, the Harbors, the Securitizes, even the Lollies and the Ledgers, although I don't necessarily know about, about that, so we'll hop into that. But she said, you know, there are new business models emerging on both the cypherpunk, cypherpunk and uh, of the spectrum. And then the quote unquote, my dad or the things that uh, a grandparent could potentially utilize in the cryptocurrency world uh, and saying, you know, not your keys, not your coins. But then looking into basically when you see about how much custody cryptocurrency exchanges are, are provided and and what a lot of that means and and she eventually asked the questions towards the end um about how do we allow for more participation in this industry uh via intermediaries without losing the message of you know bitcoin is for the people bitcoin is about principles it's a cultural movement uh and you know a lot of that culture is about possessing keys to your coins and about self-sovereignty and a, a variety of other things so she asked that question, like, how do we look for the participation with the intermediaries? And my, my thought process on this really is that it's not an issue that we have intermediaries in the cryptocurrency space. The issue is actually with the use case as a whole. When you think about cryptocurrency, and I would love to hear your comments if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're on the podcast, always tweet me at crypto underscore Bobby. But if you are watching this right now on YouTube, I would love to hear your, your number on this. So comment below. But I would say over 90% of the cryptocurrency industry is, is pure speculation right now. You could probably go even higher, but I would say at least 90%. And why do I think that that matters as a whole? Well, when you are speculating about cryptocurrency, when you are treating this purely, uh, treating Bitcoin or other crypto assets, uh, but you know, treating Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency as a speculation, as a speculative bet, you probably don't care as much about the ethos of cryptocurrency. You don't care about choice and access. You might not care about removing rent seeking. You might not care about self-sovereignty. You really don't care about that. You are looking at a bet of, is this number going to go up or is this number going to go down? And if it is easier for me, if it removes a step, if I feel safer uh, utilizing a Coinbase or a BitMEX or a Kraken or a Binance to custody my keys, I don't really care. Problem as a whole with this scenario is that 
when the use case is speculation, when the use case is is simply trading these assets, well, of course the exchanges are the most valuable places because they're the the, the tools, they are the the picks and shovels that people are utilizing to actually trade those cryptocurrencies. And they're obviously generating fees and generating revenue uh, on top of the speculation of other individuals. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, when you look at just the chart in general, and I'll include a link if you're listening on the podcast to the the tweet from Meltem, but I would say the, the, the least valuable uh, off the top of my head, I would guess, she has a, a column about utilization. And there are a couple different columns there in general, but the most valuable being the uh, speculation with Coinbase, BitMEX, Kraken. But then there's also the you know the circles, the Gemini's, the shapeshifts, the the blockchains, uh, etc. But I would say the least valuable of these startups is likely going to be the ones where you're actually using cryptocurrency to spend it or to transact with it. Uh, looking at something like a Casa or a Lolly or a block daemon or a ledger or a fold those startups in particular uh are mostly built under the premise like especially something like a casa or a ledger um or maybe a fold or a block daemon but especially something like a casa or a ledger i mean those startups are really built to provide individuals the tools that they need to have their own self uh, self sovereignty and to have their own choice and access and to run their own nodes or to you know maintain their own keys, etc. And those are probably the least valuable in comparison to these centralized exchanges. But and, and why why is that why is that the case? Well, when everybody is is speculating, when the entire industry is mostly speculation and not the original use case, all the value accrues to everybody that is enabling the speculation. So on a surface level, yeah, it does look like right now when you evaluate certain aspects of things, if you think about the the, the crypto industry or the Bitcoin industry at large, a variety of other of these components, when you look at that, it does look like, yes, we are quote unquote failing on the original vision of everything. However, these things take time. They, they absolutely take time. And we're talking about a probably a multi-decade paradigm shift when it does come down to actually seeing real utilization of these crypto assets. And of course, right now, it mostly is speculative. I think any anybody with a brain uh, would, would not argue that, that it mostly is speculative. But these things will come through and they will take time. And it's important to be patient. So I don't think we are failing. I don't think we are, are doomed. But I do think that people are very impatient, especially because Bitcoin and then the other crypto assets as well. But because it all trades on a 24-7, 365 basis. So when you are looking for something to be adopted, you see an announcement, you see something like Backed, and you're like, okay, Backed is launching. All the institutions are going to come in on day one. And then everybody may, may or may not sell Bitcoin because Backed isn't getting any pickup. Things take time. And people are incredibly impatient when you have something that trades on a 24-7, 365 basis. On the subject of intermediaries, there was an interesting article in the past day or so from Coindesk and Lee Q in there talking about the title being Litecoin sucks, but it could help build a Bitcoin economy. And one of the co-founders of Lightning Labs, which is one of the most prominent companies in the Bitcoin Lightning ecosystem that actually left uh, due to some, I think, disagreements with the team that's there now about the, the future of Lightning but he said that profit is a bug. And when you look at the industry as a whole, I do think it's relatively funny 
but also a a challenge that a lot of people don't want to necessarily acknowledge because there is this this kind of distaste i would say for for companies that are trying to generate profit uh and whether you want to call them intermediaries whether you want to call them rent seekers and i think everybody that makes a profit in crypto is now somehow called a rent seeker which i don't think is correct uh at all and i don't think accurately fits the description of a rent seeker but you have this this of thought around profit being a, a bad thing and i struggle to see the sustainability of some of these ecosystems if there are not people within the ecosystems that can generate profit to continue on in the development and it is somewhat contradictory towards the open source decentralized nature which is why i still think the whole kind of industry fascinates me so much from an open source development perspective where i've talked about litecoin and grin and, and bitcoin and and all these other uh all these other crypto assets and 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 blockchains that have developments ongoing with them and may or may not be struggling to either pay developers or to fund their continued development and you have so many of these companies in the crypto industry that either raise money in a token sale or raise money through VC and just have no idea how to turn profit. And it just is really difficult in the long run. I think if you don't have some level of monetization idea up front and just say, Hey, you know, in the future, we're going to offer premium services. It, it makes things I, I feel like fairly difficult. So this is one of the things that not just on the, on the, the Bitcoin lightning network that, that fascinates me. I think it goes way beyond that. Um, it's, it's an industry-wide thing that somebody might say profit is a bug, but then at the same point in time, you know, how, how are you going to pay a salary? How are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to do anything unless you are literally just counting uh, on venture capital funding on a continuous basis to fund a potential unprofitable company, which, you know, apparently Silicon Valley has no problem with, with, uh, you know, the WeWorks of the world and all those types of things, but still some fascinating things that are occurring on a consistent basis with the industry at large and something that I am personally keeping an eye on when it does come down to these intermediaries and whatnot. So we'll love to hear your comments too. Like when you look at the the blockchain and cryptocurrency industry, do you feel like now we are, we're failing and we're just not coming through with the initial mission? Are we doomed in the long run? Or is this something that people are just not having the patience with and just need to take a chill pill and relax and, and wait for things to develop in a potentially positive manner. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comments as well. If you're on the podcast, always hit me up on Twitter at crypto underscore Bobby. And if you enjoyed this video, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. If you're on the podcast, leave a rating interview. Crypto Bobby signing out. Hope you have a good one. Peace.